to Beyond the Ring, a podcast that covers all things in the stock show industry from the informative to the insane, starring Ryan Rash, work hard in silence and let success be your bullhorn, and Dale Hummel. Take risk now and do something bold. You won't regret it. Now on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Ring. This is Dale Hummel along with co-star Ryan Rash. Hello, hello, hello. And I'm going to apologize. I'm I'm struggling a bit from a health perspective. Today. You're more than struggling, okay? <laughs> People, y'all just I, be glad that Dale isn't dead. I'm sorry. I, I believe it that China has targeted me with oh their my new God. biowarfare bug. And you know what that the worst it. part of it is? Mm-hmm. It's winning. We as, American, we as American tax dollars probably paid for it. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Thank you. Dr. Fauci doesn't exist anymore. No, fired. but back when he was, he already sent a lot of money over there. Oh many, many dollars. Okay, Dale's sick. He's dying. He doesn't know anything. So all I can tell you about the world is we have 900 million problems, but none of that matters because the only thing that was on the news, the entire, one entire day of this week, a whole day, was a pro-Israel rally in D.C. And again, I am fine with being pro-Israel. <laughs> it is fine. I, I, I'm with it. Whatever. I think this is a little much. <laughs> I get it. And, I, and I'm going to confess, I, I, I have The government not... shuts down on Friday. Nobody cares. Right? I didn't even know it was going to shut down Friday. Because I, again, I'm not even... All that mattered was the pro-Israel rally yesterday. That's it. That is all that matters. And I haven't, I haven't looked at my phone on the news. I haven't even watched Garage News. I've watched nothing. Nothing. This is a busy week for Ryan and I have both been at the North American for many days. I don't know how many days, but many days. I've been here since last Friday. I believe that is when I got in a little later in the day than you. But yes, that, that is when I, I got in. And I'm, I'm, I need to, to apologize. I didn't. I was a bad parent. Um, it's not a current event, sir. That was like I, three it's, months it's, ago. It's, it's, no, it's a current event for me. There's a couple things I want, want to say. So our occasional, occasional, I can't speak, I apologize, our occasional guest on Beyond the Ring and, and the host of the Beyond the Realm, the couple episodes or three that are out there, I believe, my son Chase, last week or two weeks ago, or I don't remember when, was the champion, I should say, for goat production and placement. So we're very proud of that fact, but just as proud, I, I had the opportunity to, to work with Chase and his teammates for the National Quiz Bowl here at the Nile, and yesterday they were named National Champion 4-H Quiz Bowl team. Chase was was the second high individual. His teammate, Olivia Scheich, was third. Other teammates, Hunter Scheich, Izzy Pastoris, and Blaine Holman. All team members in my mind. And Ryan, you can only imagine when I get focused on something, sometimes the rest of the world doesn't exist, and I, I, I tune in to that and only that. These poor kids, they, they went through a lot the last three or four days. You, you, you could not it's have. It's just a around. reflex contest. That's all it is. It, you have to hit the buzzer. It quickly. is a I reflex would, contest. Would, that is all I that would is. I agree with that. But it's special when I'm able to, to help coach a team that, that my son's on or Chase was on. It was good. I felt good about it. I am sick, but I felt good about it. The, the Skillathon, Illinois wins the Skillathon, second in the livestock judging contest. It was a good day for Illinois. Other than the politics being terrible and me wanting to move out of Illinois, Illinois had a good day in the 4-H of things at the Nile. I have a current events question for you. Uh-huh. So you say the only thing 
on the news was a pro-Israel rally in D.C., I assume. Yes. That was all that was on there yesterday. So when there was non-pro-Israel rallies, Hamas rallies, I believe, remember when they got up to the gate of the White House and they sprayed paint the pillars? Mm -hmm. Yep, 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 yep. All those things. Did the pro-Israel do anything out of line, break through the boundaries? No, it was all love and light and all the things. I mean, like, again, I, I don't, I think they should take, not us, Israel should take Hamas out, Iran, all of them, they're terrorists. I get it. I'm fine with it, whatever. I am very frustrated with this country and its leaders because, again, everything that's happening in other countries is not as important as what is happening in our country. The government is going to shut down on Friday if they don't so do what, something. They don't are they going to pass another extension of some sort, we assume? They're, they're trying, but they, they don't have to vote. So the Republicans aren't going to pass a budget unless there's money for the southern border, I assume? The, the Republicans do not like the new speaker. <laughs> They don't. They don't like him now. They did. They don't. I don't know. It, it's it's a mess. And it, that doesn't work. Yeah. That does again, not work. So I, again, I and, just and I I'm, hate I'm Ukraine. Torn. I'm over all the wars. I again, whatever needs to happen over there, they need to figure it out themselves. And we need to get back to fixing this damn country. That that is my opinion. Agreed. Period. But there's new polling out. Would you like to hear about the new polling? Oh, I would. Today, my boy. Today. Yeah, he's he sucks. But anyway, and uh, you you know that Tim Scott dropped out of the GOP race. So now I, did, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So now it's Trump, your boyfriend, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Viagra Ramshackle, Chris Christie, and then those two other people. Christie has not dropped out. Yet. No, that those two other that one that you like and so, that other Asa whatever person and that Burgess Biggers. I don't know. Anyway, but. Okay, so Christy, this this any of them that are still in the race outside of Nikki Haley, probably DeSantis, and obviously Trump, any of the others that are still in there with where their poll numbers are, and I don't know where Viagra's at, the only reason they're in there is for, obviously, publicity, face recognition, all those things for maybe a later date, for a book, whatever, because they have to know they cannot win. Well, none of them can win because... Trump now, and this poll came out today, people, he is now at 62%, a record high. Wow. Record high. Record high. 62%. Did they finish his trial this week? or No, it's still going. Uh, DeSantis is at 14, Nikki Haley's at 11, and the rest of them are under five. But, I mean, you know, it's fine. Uh, the, the other thing about the polling that I find very very interesting is like Biden's job approval is at its worst ever, like 37%, I believe is what the number was. And like men. So you're telling me it's 50 some to 37. No, that's his approval approval rating. rating. Yes. His approval rating. Yeah. No, his approval rating. Bismal. Um, But like all, all these. So like, okay, so, Men in in this poll, sixty three percent of men do strongly disapprove of Biden. Voters under the age of forty five, sixty two percent strongly disapprove of Biden. Hispanics, sixty percent strongly disapprove of Biden. College degree, fifty seven percent strongly disapprove of Biden. Black, 
voters. 41% strongly disagree about it. it. It's not good. It's not It's not good for him. So again... No, I, I think it's good. It's just not good for him. I, 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 think, I think that man is probably not going to see the general election, but that's new... Po- that's today. Today's polling. But it's a mess. Uh, again, I, I, I just do not understand... That, that why why is he still there? Why what like what why? I don't know. Has there been anything said about the money trail from China to Joe? No, again, the pro Israel rally, pro Israel rally is the only thing that happens. It's a good thing I wasn't watching the news this week. I would I would I would be angry. Now the speaker Johnson, he did what what hold on, let me make sure I get this right. He suggested that the impeachment inquiry of Biden would be moving into the next appropriate step. Now, I don't know what that means, but that that was his wording. That's better than not. (laughs) Again, I I don't know what that means, but. And and, and Fox and Gerard, not not even the the conservative news is covering this. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. Great. Great. But How about something more positive than no current event? The, 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 that's it. That's all. That's all there is. I mean, again, there are wars in other countries that matter, and that's it. But if if that's all you have, <laughs> I, I got nothing else. I got nothing. Period. I, I've been a been a dad coach, quiz bowl coach for a few days, and showing goats, and no news. Okay, so since the goat show at Louisville is tomorrow, we will do the top 10 national goat exhibitors right now for the BTR. In honor of the goat. Yeah, in honor of the goat show and the BTRJLA. In first, Travis Arney of Indiana. In second, Reagan Arney of Indiana. In third, Audrey Poling of West Virginia. In fourth, Piper Liska of Arizona. In fifth, Alex Willis of Delaware. In sixth, Colby Wilson of Delaware in seventh, Echo Bartles of Colorado in eighth, Addison Sharp of Utah in nine, Evelyn Lund of Indiana in 10th, Piper Crooks of Danville, Indiana. So that is the current top 10 in the BTRJLA for national goats. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our national cattle sponsor, McGrew Equipment for 2023. McGrew Equipment is located in Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania, and is one of the largest used farm and industrial equipment dealers in the Northeast. Their weekly hybrid auctions allow for them or, or allow for both in-person and virtual bidding as a full-service auction company. They offer virtual sales off-site sales, complete liquidations, inventory reductions, and estate sales. Let McGrew sell for you. So, thank thank you, McGrew Equipment Company, for your sponsorship of the BTR JLA for the last two years. And it's winding down. I'm I'm getting more calls about about when will you be updating. It's just every day they they want updated results. Well, it happens every Sunday, so... Every Sunday. I think you've said that before. Lots of times. (laughs) I will continue to pass it on when they ask me about those kind of things. And I I usually say, I just don't know. You're going to need to ask Ryan. And again, it happens every Sunday, just like clockwork. Well, I would like to thank Badger Brawl once again this week. They Are Are you trying to get to judge again? 
No, I'm just taking an episode sponsor and appreciate them jumping in to help out. December 1st through the 3rd at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison, Wisconsin. Guys, this is a well-organized show, and I think one of the best in in the Midwest, obviously one of the first for the the young cattle this time of year. They bring in some of the best steers and heifers in both, both sides of the rings. It's good, guys. Check it out. More information, go to badgerclassic.com for additional information. And once again, Show Fresh H2O is sponsoring this episode. American Made, purchased at your local farm store, supply trailer, or at swampfox.com. And Ryan, I was thinking, if I would have had Show Fresh H2O in the water, maybe I wouldn't have contracted the new China bug. If that can do that, then they are literally they targeting the wrong market. They can make. A I don't want to make. I don't want to make that claim, but it's always an idea. Thank you, Show Fresh H two O. It is appreciated. And should we tell them our struggles we had with the topic? And and thankfully, Ryan thought back the one that we were going to do, and we haven't. That is, it, this could be our current event, Ryan. It ties to current events. But our our topic is assistant judges. Yes. How are they selected? Who are they? And why do we have them? It's a very timely topic because a lot of, I mean, we've had Kansas City, we've had Louisville, and a lot of those shows have a two-person judging system. And again, we, we've talked on here about this before. Uh, we had a whole episode about one judge, two judge, three judge more, whatever. But, I, I liked that episode. I yeah. loved it. Uh, but... I think at these bigger shows, I I think a pair of judges is probably a very good idea for multiple reasons. I think, number one, if you are judging the number of animals that you see at some of these larger national major shows, then there is more of a likelihood that you might miss something if you were out there by yourself. And that, that would be me or anybody else that is out there doing it it is just the more numbers there are the more likely you are to maybe miss something i also think that it is a comfort to a lot of judges to be able to talk about the animals what's out there bounce things off each other did you see this did you you know what what do you think about this all this other stuff so i i like that and i also again I think it is definitely more difficult to get to two judges than it is one judge in terms of the politics of it all. Uh, So I I think there's a lot of benefit to a two-person judging system. I I think that the the things are is like, how do they go about it? Uh, Is it, you know, Two people equal co-judges? Is it a head judge, an associate judge? You know, all these things that are different, how they get picked, whatever. So I, I think there's lots of things that can we can discuss and talk about and probably give our opinions on because I don't think there is, in picking two judges, I, I don't think there is a more common or a common way to go about it. Or at least I don't know of it. No, I think it's all over the board and there's, and I'm not against variety. We can even, even talk about like the Denver style steer show where there are three judges and they publish the placings. I mean, there's a lot of ways to go to it, but it seems like, like, like Ryan had talked about, I believe 
they're they're leaning towards. Or we're seeing a little bit more of this, and I don't know if it's a conscious effort. Maybe the the lead judge is contacted or was contacted saying, "Hey, can I bring somebody along?" I, I don't know the mechanics of of why, but just as Ryan stated, I think there's there's a lot of good. Is is there some maybe some negative to it? Probably, but I, I think the good outweighs the the bad and. It does seem like we're we're kind of going in that direction. I don't know if there needs to be a set way to do it, but I think we could probably talk about some of those things that that Ryan already mentioned, bouncing those ideas off. If you have two judges out there in a big show, one of them's likely to catch something that that if if you didn't have two out there, that single judge may have missed. And I think ideally, we just want to do whatever we can to make for the best outcome for those exhibitors in terms of getting a fair shake making sure you get a good look, all of those things. And I think it can be done. Don't don't take this the wrong way that a single judge can do this. But I think it's, I'll just say it, it's easier if you have somebody to bounce it off of. You have another set of eyes looking at things. I think if the, if it's done correctly, we can move through the show even, even more efficiently and kids are going to get more one-on-one time with one of those judges. If we have, say, a lead judge, that pulls off their their top end of the class, top five, ten, whatever whatever it is, the associate or the other co-judge could sort the others and go through and individually talk to each one of those kids before they're dismissed from the ring so that they get that time. And, and for example, in the, in the sheep and goat ring, we're usually pulling five head out and, and talking those five, and the kids from there down in a big show, the judge normally, I shouldn't say normally, it's not always going through and talking to each of those individuals. So you could be in sixth place and really have no idea, good or bad, what 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 they thought or he or she thought of, of that particular animal. So there's there's definitely some some positive things about it. Yeah. And so I think that no matter what species it is, I do think that there is a greater chance to get some interaction with at least one of the judges when there are two out there and I, I think that that's part of the thing and I I also think that if you're going to have two judges I think the best thing to do is to let them kind of decide how they want to work together but I also think it needs to be clear like I think it needs to be announced okay so this is if it is a head judge and then an associate judge then we, we we need to know that we need to say that dale hummel is the head judge and clifton is the associate judge or you know stuff like that if it's co-judges say that because i, I think where two judges get a bad rap sometimes is people are unclear on how it's working who who's doing what etc if it, and it's not clear and then i mean again you have people gripe and complain because more than anything they just don't understand i think is what it is and no i'd agree and 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 you're there the the door is just wide open for that criticism and you open that door and and don't give an explanation or make for clarity that that goes that way pretty quickly right and so i I think what whatever way you want to do it whether it's co-judging or head judge and associate judge whatever just make that very clear to the exhibitors the families whatever on what those lines are and then i do think that when a show goes to select these judges etc i have seen many many times and again not i don't want to say all the time but i have seen in several instances 
where a show will just pick two judges and stick them out there. And I don't, I don't, that never works out. It just doesn't. <laughs> because I, I, again, I, I'm not, I would not want to say never, but it's less like, and, and I think on the surface, it always looks fine. They, they pretend to get along, but, but you could have some very conflicting ideas and not saying one's right and one's wrong that we talked about last week. They're just from different backgrounds and different environments, and, and they're going to have different opinions. They may see all the differences exactly the same, but it's hard to get two people with, with the exact same priorities. That's what I'm talking about. And so I think that when they, when a show does that, we're just going to put two people out there and here you go, get after it. I think that opens up for a disaster in a lot of ways, because again, I'm not saying that both of them aren't competent, capable or whatever, but if one person likes one type and the other one likes the exact opposite type, they can sit there and see all the same things all day long and they're never going to agree. And then it, it gets frustrating and, you know, difficult to follow. And a lot of times in those situations, probably there's a whole lot of, uh, I'm trying, don't even know the word, like compensation for, okay, well, this last class, we went with you, this class, we're going to go with me and stuff like that. And so I think that's a problem. I, I think I, I understand that shows want control over who they pick to judge. I think that's fine. But if it, either way, if it's it's going to be two people, then I, I think you contact one and you say, you know what, we want you to judge the XYZ show. We would like it to be a two-judge system. Could you give us three names that you would be comfortable with of somebody out there guiding, assisting, judging with you, etc. So that way, at least whoever this judge is goes into this experience. You know what? I trust this person. I respect this person. I, I know that even though we may not completely see eye to eye on every single thing, we're definitely on the same page at least. And I, I think that's important. I, I think it works best if they just let that person say like if again if somebody contacted me and said hey we want you to judge this deal uh like if it was hogs i'd probably say okay and we want another judge i'd be like all right give me kate hummel that's who it's gonna be and then he could teach me how to handle pigs which the crowd would find very entertaining but anyway but i think that's probably the best way but i also know that shows want to have control over who is out there so let the judge give a list of names and go at it. No, I, I think so. And there's other situations that weren't necessarily the show didn't, didn't come out and say, Hey, we'd like a, an associate judge. And I can use myself as an example. And in several years ago, when, when Tara was active, even, even when she was in high school, I would take her along and not necessarily as a partner or a co-judge, but partially because a lot of times at these shows, we were the, the staff or the volunteers are short on ring help. And she could come along to the shows with me, help out in the ring. And, and, and even, even at that point, when she got a little bit older, I, I bounce ideas off her or she would be the, the, the go between between myself and, and the show manager or the person checking in that, Hey, there's a crazy calf coming in, or there's an exhibitor of special needs that we need to adjust just a little bit to, to best accommodate their, their experience. So there's some of those things. And as she progressed 
in terms of age and experience, it became more when I would take her with me as, as yeah, we, we would, would judge the show together and, and discuss those things. So there's, there's a lot of positive and I've seen others bring, bring their kids out in the ring or, or just a younger person. And I know there are some shows that have talked about, we need to have an associate or, or one main judge and a younger associate to start bringing them up through the ranks. I, I don't know that it should be based at all on age or anything like that. And each show can do, do what they want. But I think in general, uh, other than the negatives that Ryan brought out, I think it's a positive. I, I think the biggest positive is, is it, it's harder for the political bullshit to happen. But if that lead judge is bringing along an associate, it's possible they're going to go along with it, but it, it makes it harder. It, it definitely goes, goes that direction. So I, I see a lot of, a lot of positive Ryan coming, coming from this. So I'm kind of happy that they're taking that general direction. And, and that you brought up a point that probably I'm not going to be super popular about, but again, I do not understand, and it doesn't matter if it's one judge or 45 judges or any of this other stuff. Like you said that some of these people want this new young judge or whatever and get them experience, all this stuff. I do not believe any judge, I have said this before, I will say this again, should ever be picked because of an age or if you're man or a woman or what color you are any of those that that does not matter to me pick somebody that is competent and capable regardless of their age or anything else that don't put those stipulations on it that just sends me over the edge but anyway yeah that that didn't when we talked about this very briefly five minutes before we came on as we're discussing possible topics that that did come up and that's that is kind of a hot spot for you i do i do not like it I did not. I think it is. But, and I, and I, I find I it just, interesting. I just think it's really stupid to do. It's that. almost age discrimination, racist, sexist. What what category do we put this in? It, it didn't matter because none of it. If you're man, woman, gay, straight, young, old, what it, none of that matters. Trans. What oh, about Jesus trans? Christ! <laughs> you just like it doesn't matter. It does not. It does not matter. That does not, uh, unless, I mean, again, unless you're super duper young or super duper old, I don't think age has anything to do with it because it's not going to affect you judging the show unless it is like something. I mean, now, I mean, I'm going to say it. I have seen some people that are up in their years that it has been a struggle for them to physically get through a show. But other than that, I don't think age matters. I really don't. I mean, I don't think you should throw a 15-year-old out there to judge Louisville, but I mean. I think that, that there's there's that situation that when we have have that second judge or whatever, the first time exhibitors show to two judges, there's some confusion. But then again, we talk about going and watching that first class or so, so you understand it. I remember that at, in some cases, say the county fair level, if there's two of us out there or whatever it may be. If I had had Tara with me or, or Chase or, or Katie or whatever, I would say I'll focus on me. Don't worry about the other one. They're pretty much helping in the ring or, or whatever it is. But you know what, what it does, Ryan, if you have two of them out there and I can think back to Kansas city and the sheep and goat ring or the cattle ring, um, I didn't get over to the, the pigs as much. I'd like the idea of two judges out there and some are going to say, well, that's confusing for the kid. Well, no, 
that just makes you be a little more prepared, watch a couple classes, understand how those two judges are working through the ring, and it heightens the importance of ring awareness that you you can show to two people. I'm not saying that maybe they'll, they'll here's the lead judge show to that, but there's no reason why you can't try to make that animal look good each time one of those individuals is is looking at it. And I, and I like that concept. I like that reward for having that heightened ring awareness. No, yeah. Again, I, I don't think it makes it more difficult on the exhibitors or anything like that. I think that's all a bunch of bull. But I'm not saying that this should only be used for big shows or whatever, but I think in the bigger shows that that it's probably good. And for all the reasons we stated, I'm going to be honest with you. I I don't understand why this happens at jackpot shows some. And I, I don't understand it, especially not unless it's a really, really big one because, but it does and it's fine. I, I think at times that probably the biggest negative about this, other than we don't have clear roles defined and the, you know, exhibitors and whatever aren't sure, well, is this person the head judge or is this person the associate or the co-judge, whatever, all this other stuff, is sometimes it can take much longer than what a show with one judge does. and Especially if those priorities are not aligned. Right. And again, not always, but a lot of times it can take a great deal longer. And that's why I don't understand why it gets used at smaller shows and stuff like that, because there's really no need for it. But well, I, th- I think I think it's still the same concept just to get that extra set of eyes. And I know there's not as many animals, but it's still I, I, I think the judges are more comfortable than other one out there. I think it makes that job easier. I think it makes it in a, in a situation that's. I mean, I, I hope it's it, it it the end result is better is maybe the best way for, for me to put it. So I so I get it. But I, I do I, I would like if you're gonna have if you're a bigger show, I'm gonna go back to the state fair national show level. If you as show manager are gonna bring in two judges, take advantage of that and and go through a little bit of a format that, hey, are you guys comfortable doing A, B, and C? And and one of those things is that one of those judges or alternate, I don't care what they do, just so one of those judges can spend a little more time with the bottom half the class or, or whatever way they decide to sort it, and they can give those those exhibitors some one-on-one explanation of what they liked and didn't like and so forth, which in a small show, one judge can go through and do all that, but it's it's not it's just not realistic usually from a time perspective at some of the larger shows. Yeah, and I understand that. And I, I just want to, again, I, people, I don't want people to think that I think that Texas major shows do everything the best or anything like that. But for years. And they're the biggest and they're the best. Right, what right, else right. I'm not that Texas person. But oh. anyway, I, I do think that the way that Texas major hog shows have ran for years and years and years there's two judges and one of them is the lead and half the breeds and the other one is the lead and the other half and all that other stuff so when you have it like that no one they are co-judges but we know when we're supposed to take the lead and not and everybody's out there it's announced all this other stuff everybody gets you know to swing the big stick at some point all that other stuff and so i think that way it works very, very well, and it, and it has for multiple, multiple, multiple years. And so, and I'm, 
I'm not familiar. I'm not as familiar with each individual major, but I believe most of them, or I'm going to say some of them. So I'm not misspoken here or mistaken. Do, do, do they not contact the one of the judges and ask them for a few names and then they select off that list? That's what I understand. Or, or they I've present been in the room, so I don't know. Or they, they present here, hey, we'd like you to judge the Houston Hog Show. Here's three names. Which one would you like right. to judge it with you? I, I'm not sure which direction it goes, but... Probably both, depending on the on the the major. But I think they've done it long enough. They've they've worked out some of the bugs, and it's it's being taken advantage of correctly, in my opinion, yeah. under that situation. Right. Rather than just turning two people out and say go do whatever you want, get say hey, this is how we've done it in the past, and it's worked very efficiently. Nothing wrong with with saying here's here's kind of a format that works. Yeah, you know we talked about there's no perfect system, and this is not a perfect system either, but. Uh, I I think that it is got a lot of benefits. Some of the downsides that we talked about, sometimes it takes longer when the roles aren't defined for everybody. We don't know. And then I'm just going to be honest here. And again, this will probably get me some hate mail and that's okay. Like the, the one thing is, and we all know that every show, it, it's not always great. It's just not. If anybody out here listening wants to tell me that every show they've ever been to has been judged wonderfully and good and all this other stuff, I'm going to say you're living in a tree. But I think the the big hang up on this is, is when it's bad, and we know that there is that possibility, no one knows who to blame. Like, when it's one person out there and it's a bad show, you know who to blame. When there's two, uh, you don't know if one person was just really over the top and had a loud voice and didn't listen to the other person, etc. And so that that's that's what I hear. Other than the time that they think it takes too long, that's the other thing I hear. Well, when it's a train wreck, we don't know who it is, so we don't know if we don't go show to that person again or recommend that person, etc., etc. And I, I do understand that part from that side of it. Agreed completely. And I think an example we can use, Ryan, that we can put judges together and they even even a lead judge selects one of their associates and, and so forth or selects from a list. That doesn't mean they're going to perfectly agree. But if they're at least going in the same direction, that's good. Because look at Denver. I don't I think those judges for the steer show are independently selected and brought together. There's no Right. collaboration among the judges that, Hey, I want to judge with a, a and B right. or C or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's Ryan, it's, it's all over the board. Is it not most of the time? It, it can be. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> but those opinions, those opinions are that way, but Ryan, I can use us as an example. When we, the few times we're in the ring together, you would assume that we would argue and not get along, but it really, it hasn't been that bad, but those are jackpot shows that, that there weren't as many decisions necessarily, difficult decisions, I would say, no. that, that are going to come to play. And if they ever get in a situation where those two judges were appointed by the show without any, I guess, discussion between the judges, who they want, who they don't want, things like that, it can, it can, go, it can go off the rails a little bit and it can take longer. When in the ideal world, bringing that second judge in should help everything from a judge comfort level, from a confidence level, from a 
efficiency level, from not missing something, all of those things. It, it can be good. And, and I like that idea. I like the concept. No. And again, this episode is going to be super short because we didn't have a topic to like five minutes before and Dell's dying and he has a goat. I'm fading. I apologize. He has I, like I need to go check on some goats. 45 Got goats a few to things show to do. tomorrow. And all so you guys are going to be the, the most excited for a short episode and that's okay. <laughs> I'm, I, if you have a question and answer sponsor, I'm ready to move into that. Oh my, you're just so fast. Like, I'm, I'm good. Yep. Good. good. <laughs> yeah. You just want off of here. Uh, I, I, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> Poor Dale's going to die. Louisville's done him in. The quiz bowl and the goat show has done Dale in. So I'm taking um, applications for new co-hosts because Dale's not going to make it. So um, anyway, we want to thank Basic Animal Health for sponsoring the question and answer portion of the Beyond the Ring podcast. Basic Animal Health is de- dedicated to providing you natural solutions for your animals' needs with their three current products, Gut Health, Show Focus, and Trailer Ride. If you purchase from Basic Animal Health at www.basicanimalhealth.com and at the checkout code, use the code BTRJLA, we will receive a portion of the proceeds to help with BTRJLA awards. Excellent. And thank you. It is time for question and answer. Ryan, this may even be two of the three will be some of the easier questions that you've had. Oh, ma. The first one comes to us from Isabel. Is the duck slide back at Nile this year? I would have no idea. <laughs> I I know. You know how many videos I've had on Facebook Messenger, text, snapped. I've seen hundreds of duck slide videos, and I love every one of them. So the first thing that, that us as Quiz Bowl contestant team did when we got here or got to the show on Saturday morning, we went and checked out the duck slide. It is here. It's back. Well, that's Dugs, the ducks are, are two to three times bigger than usual. So they, 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 they nearly break their neck when they go to reach for the feed and slide. It's, it's good. Oh, that's so now you are promoting ducks breaking their necks. This is- no, they, they're fine. They, they're fine. So yes, it is back. Well, question two. That was a quick one. <laughs> Again, and I the duck slide is in the, the, the food court, shopping area, petting zoo, champions area, all those things kind of over on, on the far wall. But yeah, check it out. It's good. Tim, this, this, I, I might have to apologize. I had this question a couple weeks ago and I just missed it, but still semi relevant. Will Ryan break out the fur for the North American? It's 70 degrees here. <laughs> we did not know that when he submitted it. Well, I'm just saying, again. Did I, you bring it? I have a fur with me, yes. But again, it's 70. We were we have been sweating all week. It's, Why? What, what would make you want to wear a fur at a livestock show? Because I do. I like fur. Wouldn't it gather all the odors? And just, my Lord, wouldn't I, I'm, I'm asking, no, I don't know. no, 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 no. I'm assuming these are expensive. They are expensive, but again, can I ask they can the be one cl- you have with no, you? No, we are not yes, going to talk about I would like that. To know. No, we are not going to talk about How about, about a range? No, you are over just a terrible. Yes. Over a thousand. There you go. Over 5,000. I'm not going there with you. Then you would wear it into a barn. 
and allow it to absorb all these odors. I just don't understand. That should be a, a pageant type. Okay. Well, anyway, next. The, yeah, I have fur hair. What, it's, color, what color is it? It's black. What poor little animals died for this one? Uh, mink. <laughs> hmm. Lots of mink. How many do you think? I don't know. I didn't. You should look into that. You feel okay about taking the life of a couple hundred mink for your fur. Yes, I do. Completely. <clears throat> I hope they were raised in the outdoors organically. Oh, my God. Shoot me. (laughs) Okay. I've got to dig up our third question. I apologize here for taking just a moment, but I will find it. I hope. Uh Uh-huh. I got it. It's a little longer. Oh, good. A lot longer. This one comes to us from Casey. Podcast idea. It's time to talk about the excessive hitting, slapping in the market lamp show ring. I think we've talked about it before. I'm watching the market lamp show at Nile, and the amount of time kids spend hitting top lines is beyond excessive. Don't get me wrong, tapping the sides to speed them up on the move isn't a problem. But on live stream, you watch kids use their fist to hit the loin or the hip. It's just too much. Do homework at home. Our industry is under a microscope already, and someone who started showing in the late 80s, I've been accosted by every activist from the county to national shows. We are opening ourselves up to PETA and every other animal rights type group. I hear both of you say, weekly, we have to do better. How can we get them to stop? We've talked about this, have we not? I'm not, I know at some point we brought it up, and I'm not saying this lady's not wrong, and I don't, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I understand, like, tapping one to get one to push harder, stuff like that, but again, the fist in the middle of the back, like she's talking about, I don't understand what that does, <laughs> and I showed a lot of sheep people. I've judged a lot of sheep shows, and I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, we've talked about pushing the tops down. I think the fist back to the hip is just to get their attention, get them driving a little bit is is my assumption. But everybody could use it for something different, I suppose. And I, I haven't seen excessive. I see more. I, I see more things going on, but not to the point where I consider that abusing the animal by any means. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But I don't know that I've seen any any drastic increase in it. I've seen them do a lot of these things, and I don't understand. And I think it's a little distracting. And I, and I don't think it's of necessarily if I'm judging a benefit. If that animal needs something like that to stay stuck, or for a, if there's a, a a reason, a purpose, I'm I'm perfectly good. And I'm sure that everybody does it. There in their mind, there's a purpose as long as it's working, and we're not too excessive with with what we're doing in terms of abuse. I did not watch the market lamb show. And and again, I'm not saying that, that it was or wasn't. Cause I don't know. I, I, I assume there must've been some that were a little bit bad or, or this question wouldn't have came in. I didn't watch it either. I was at cow show, but uh, it, it, again, ha- have I seen a few times where I thought, man, that person is like, I'm like, they're working out their frustration on their sheep. Yeah, maybe, but I don't, I don't know if I've seen it like, watched a show and been like, okay, these children are angry and beating on their sheep. Too yeah. And I'm, and I've seen it in the past, but I, I, don't, I haven't seen any real increase. Right. As of, re- I, I don't doubt they're, 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 they're giving that fist to the hip, hopefully not too hard and, 
pushing time. All of that's happening as much as ever, I'm sure. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's a valid point. I, I mean, I, I see what she's saying, but I also, I think the one thing that I'm always going to stand behind and say is every animal and every showman is different and they have to do what works to get that animal to the best of its ability. And I have not seen it so, seen abuse is what I'm going to say. I, I I haven't seen abuse, I guess. I would agree completely. Ryan, thank you for tolerating me being a little disheveled and disorganized on when we're going to get this done. And I look forward to our final day at the North American tomorrow with the Weather Goat Show. Until next week, be safe. Y'all come back now, you hear? I like Waffle House.